0: Hi, this is Brad Harris, host of the Legacy Mindset Podcast. Thank you for joining us. What is Legacy Mindset? You see, most people are trying to go from survival to success without ever thinking of the next level, which is significance, or your legacy. So in this podcast, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through those three levels. We're gonna talk about the three mindsets to get you to that pinnacle, which is significance, or your legacy. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you could share this podcast with either your friends or your family or post it on social media, that would be greatly appreciated, and that's how we can get the word out. Okay, great. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be back with you. Here we are on February 14th, February 14th, it's Valentine's Day. Great to be on with you. Hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic Valentine's Day. Here we are on episode, episode seven. Can't believe we've already done seven episodes. Really excited about being with you, covering some of the things that I'm constantly studying, some of the things that are constantly trying to make me better. And that's why I always want to share with you. We talk about this going from success to significance, right? Or really you know, some of you guys may be in that you know, survival mode and you're trying to get to success and you're wanting to be significant and you wanna have that legacy mindset. So excited about the subject today. We're gonna to talk a little bit about relationships again. If you wanna kind of pick up on an episode, go back to episode four, we talk about the six pitfalls of relationships relationships is such a powerful, powerful part of leadership. Of course, if you've been with me and been in any trainings with me, I just follow after John Maxwell has this great saying, right? That everything, everything rises and falls on leadership. But I always believe the glue that holds everything together is relationships. So everything's kind of a barometer how you're leadership is doing is on your relationships. So relationships is the first step to success. It's foundational. So it's something you constantly, constantly want to be working on. Probably I'll do a, an episode here, a podcast on John Maxwell, John Maxwell's book, uh, Five Levels of Leadership. And in there, he talks about that relationship is 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 such an important part of those five levels. You go from position to relationship to production to people development. He goes through all that, and relationships is the glue in between there that takes you from position to production. It's everything. When that starts falling down, then everything starts crumbling. Whether it be in your family, be in your church, it could be in your you know business life. It could be in anything that you're doing. Anything that you're putting together together requires relationships to be that glue. So I want to talk about it today. So in John Maxwell's book, in actually the five levels of leadership, he talks about the law of relationships. In other words, working together increases the odds of winning together. Let me say that again. Working together increases the odds of winning together. So what I want to cover with you today, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun section, but it has so much meaning to it because some of the words I'm going to put with you guys here today in relationships, but this actually comes from a great book that I read. It's called High Maintenance Relationships. It's written by Les Parrott. It's a fantastic book. Go get it. Go get it and read it. If you're in any kind of relationship, relationship, or you're in a leadership role, it's critical. It's critical that you get this book. So my question to you today, as we kind of frame this, are you in a high maintenance relationship in your business or maybe your personal life? We're going to kind of walk you through and we're going to cover, cover basically in this section. Okay. In this episode, we're going to cover 15 high maintenance type of people. (laughs) So as we kind of go through these, you're definitely going to relate with them. You're going to relate with, you know, a lot of them. Some of them, maybe not as much as others. Okay. But I want you to start taking notes here. And these, like I said, this is like I said, a lot of fun, but so important. And it's so applicable if you're in any kind of leadership position. So number one, number one, okay. As you're taking notes, number one is a critic. Anytime you're in a relationship and anything that you do, you got what we call the critic. He's the person that constantly complains and gives them wanted advice. He, we always say he finds a cloud in any silver lining, right? He's just constantly complaining. Okay, critics are, they're perfectionists, they're driven, they're bossy, they're judgmental, they're power-hungry, they're arrogant, they're nitpicky. As I go through these, are you the critic? Are you the, always the person who's complaining? Or are you always that person, right, who's judgmental, power-hungry, arrogant? I'm telling you, if you're in a relationship with anybody and they're like this, at a high-maintenance relationship with someone, it's like, ah, they'll wear you out. They'll wear you out. Now, we're going to talk about in here what to do with these people as we kind of get into this podcast. But number one, the critic. Does that relate with you? Can you think of anyone like that? I'm hoping that's not you. Number two, the victim mentality, okay? He's the victim mentality. He's forever the victim and racked with self-pity, right? He should have been born with a violin, okay? He's like, why does this always happen to me? Nobody else in the world but me, right? He's that person. This person sometimes thinks he has the market on problems cornered. He's constantly thinks he's the only one with problems. He's the victim mentality. Always see these people, they always have problems, they always come to you, and they always come to you with problems. Okay. And they're like, yeah, but Brad, I have a lot of problems. Like, I don't. <laughs> Guys, everybody has problems. But we're able to step up, get over them. Of course, the victim mentality's battle cry is can't. Can't lose weight. Can't good, good people. Can't, can't, can't. Do you know anybody like this? I hope that isn't you. Remember, as we talk, I want you to look at yourself. And then I want you to look, of course, at others, people, as we talk about this. The victim mentality. You can't have that. You can't have that in relationships. You definitely can't have that in uh, leadership. Number three. This person's called the wet blanket, okay? Pessimistic and automatically negative. Okay, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Okay, they, you know, know, I, I read this great quote. It said, some people are like clouds. When they disappear, it's a brighter day, right? Some people are just, they put a wet blanket on everything. They're the ones who told the Wright brothers, if people were meant to fly, God would have gave them wings. They're those kinds of people. They always put a damper on any given situation. I can't. It's just such a high maintenance relationship for me to be around anybody like this. They drain me of my energy. You know, I was I was watching this um uh, Video uh, on Nick Saban. I'm a huge Nick Saban fan because I love leadership. Of course, if you don't know who Nick Saban is, definitely Google him. But uh, Alabama coach just won the national championship in college. Incredible, incredible leader and coach. And he always says this mediocre people don't like hanging out with high achievers. And high achievers don't like hanging out with mediocre people that causes a high-maintenance relationship. And people who are wet blanket people are what I call mediocre people. They, You just can't hang out with them. If you're hanging out with these kinds of people, they're constantly, once again, bringing you down. You wonder why at the end of the day, you're like, "Ah, oh, I'm so drained. If you're working with a person like that, if you're in a relationship with someone like that, it could be somebody in your family like that can't be around them you just can't you just can't be around those kinds of people. number four the steamroller <laughs> you guys ever seen that um, picture of that when they're when they're laying asphalt down on the highway right and they put all the asphalt down and they had this just roller that steam rolls right got that picture of that right That's the steamroller they're blindly insensitive to others. Once again, they have the same quality as some of the other ones do. They're arrogant. They're independent. They're blaming. They're condescending. Oh, being around condescending people. They're political. Everything's about power and struggle. They steamroll people. They're rude. They're stubborn. Are you around someone like that? They just steamroll over you. You just feel like when they get done with you, you're like, you're like, you're flattened, right? You're, zoomp, you're flat on that, on that pavement, right? You can't be around these people. They drain you of your energy too. In other words, they get your blood pressure up. Okay. You're walking on eggshells when you're around them. Are you around anybody like that? Are you like that? You can't be the steamroller and the relationship won't hold up with this type of personality. Number five, the gossip. (laughs) Uh, The gossip, right? Spreads rumors and leaks secrets. You know, they say the average person tells about 13 lies per week, right? I saw this great quote. Don't be average then, right? It's just they spread rumors. They spread lies. They live for drama. They constantly, Hey, did you hear about, Hey, did you hear about when they call you up? Did you hear about, they never talk to that person face to face. I saw this great, uh, this great concept, right? It's called reverse gossip, write that down, reverse gossip. You should applaud and affirm individuals behind their backs. What a concept. When somebody talks to me bad about somebody, I want to get off that conversation so quickly. It's gossip. They're not here. You can't do that. You can't be around these kinds of people. They're high maintenance relationship people. Number six, the control freak, right? (laughs) Oh, the control freak, unable to let go and let be, (laughs) Let's say, they say, maybe I wouldn't need to be such a control freak if you just do what I said when I say it, right? These guys control everything. Once again, they're a high maintenance relationship. If you're around this person day in and day out, they wear you out. You just can't be around those kinds of people. The control freak. Now the question again, are you one of those? as you're writing these down, look at it deep within, because a lot of time this is inside of our personality. Okay. You could be a very high achiever, very go, and you're, you're driven, but what you turn tend to do is you are a control freak. You are a steamroller. You have to look at these and make yourself better. So this, so this episode is not necessarily We're talking about other people, Jew, because a lot of these handy traits are inside of us and they come out of us and we're like, oh, I shouldn't be that way. You must get better every single day. Number seven, the backstabber. (laughs) These guys are impressively two-faced. They don't get mad. They get even. Two for tooth, eye for eye. That's their personality. You can't. Write this down. Can't be around this type of personality. That's a high maintenance relationship. That's a character issue trait. Can't be around a backstabber. I don't want them in my business. I don't want them around me. I don't even want them at my family reunion. Sometimes I can't handle, I can't stop that. They don't get invited to my parties. Powerful, the backstabber. Oh. Okay, next, as we go on, okay? Number eight, the competitor. <laughs> you know the person. He keeps track of everything. Everything's a competitive nature. Everything. They always want to first, always racing you. They're always got to do more push-ups than you. They always got to do, lift more weights than you. They always, <laughs> they always got to do, outdo you. Everything. They're just competitive everything. That's not a bad trait to be but it's a wearing out personality if they're, if they're a competitor constantly wanting to beat you, wanting to be number one. That can wear you out if it's that relate if you're in a relationship with somebody that that's the way they are. Sometimes, usually that's lack of self-esteem. They're trying to prop themselves up. They have a low self-esteem, right? They their ego wants to prop them up. Is that you? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best you can be, but not at the expense of others, the competitor, I win, you lose. That's their personality. Is that you? Are you in a relationship with someone like that? You can't be number nine, politically, political people, (laughs) they're manipulative and they have an agenda. Do you know these people? Are you in a relationship with someone like this? This could be also in a personal relationship too. Take all these. I, I can put these all in business, but man, could I put that? If you're dating someone like this, if you're with someone like this, that this is your best friend, there's a great statement. I'd rather have an honest enemy than a fake friend. Anybody, that everything, everything's about political. They have an agenda. Can't be around these types of people. Number 10, the volcano. <laughs> you, you know the person, right? They build steam, they build and build, and then just erupt on you. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? They just, like I said, they just erupt on you. Just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. They hold everything in. They hold stuff on you that was two years ago, five years ago. And you're like, what? Why didn't you, why didn't you talk to me about this? I can't have people who just explode on me all of a sudden. I can't be around that type of relationship. I definitely can't be in a, in a personal relationship like that. Just can't be. Is that you? Are you a volcano? Would people say that about you? Sometimes she disrupts, Brad. Sometimes he disrupts. That's just part of what he does. No. No. I'm not going to be in a relationship like that. I can't be in a relationship like that. Number 11, energy vampires. (laughs) Constantly in need, but gives nothing back. You know these? They take, 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 take. Okay? They suck you of all your energy. They just suck you of everything you own. They're energy vampires. They're always in need. They're always calling you you have people in your life like that? And sometimes because of our personality, we got this personality. We got to be accommodator. And we're like, oh, I got to take care of them. No, you don't. They're a high maintenance relationship. It's like the vampire. I want to suck your blood, right? They want to suck your energy. You can't be in a relationship like that. Energy vampires. First of all, are you like that? Ah. <sighs> can't be in that. it can't be in that. Number 12, the green eyed monster, right? <laughs> they seize with envy. They just, they just have envy and it turns into jealousy. Remember envy is like a two way street, right? I'm envy of someone. Jealousy is when a, it's like a three part thing, right? I'm jealous because somebody else is giving you recognition, Jealousy is when you count somebody else's blessing instead of yours. Do you have envy and uh, jealousy? Do you have that green-eyed monster? That person, do you have that person that's constantly jealous or envious of you? They're constantly putting you down to prop themselves up. can't have them in a relationship with you. They're a high-maintenance relationship. See, you need to write these down. This is something you kind of like start writing names down besides these. This is how you're going to get better. These people can't be in your lives. Jim Rohn says some of these people can maybe, maybe they're your family. Okay. But Jim Rohn says some people can only be in your, around you for five minutes, maybe one hour. Can't be a whole day with them. You definitely can't be every day with them. It's powerful. Number 13, the workhorse. Always pushes and is never satisfied. Now, this is a trait a lot of us have that are type A personalities, driven, driven, driven. We're always pushing. We're never satisfied. More, 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 more. This relationship wears on you. you finally is like, ah, oh, I can't take that no more. Is that you? Are you the workhorse? Which, by the way, could be a positive trait. But it also could be a high-maintenance relationship. Remember, relationship is the glue that holds everything up. It holds the whole pyramid, the whole leadership pyramid up. Without relationships, it starts to crumble. A marriage starts to crumble. If you have a workhorse, all they want to do is get a bigger house, get more cars, get this, do more landscape, do more of this, do more of that. Got to look at it. Where are you at in this? Number 14, the foot in the mouth. (laughs) You know this person? He should get the foot and mouth award, right? <laughs> he's he's here. He's hereby presented this foot in the mouth award for always saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Do you know that person? He always says the wrong thing at the wrong time. He imparts into windows, which may, by the way, border on harassment. Says wrong things at the wrong time. Is this you? Is your timing off? This is a relationship sometimes that they seem to be like, ah, it's like, oh, I can't believe he's just said that. Are you around a person like that? Is that you? Great to write these things down. It's great to ponder on this. It's great to spend some time really looking like, hmm, does any of these apply to me? Last one. Okay. We call him the chameleon. Okay. He's eager to please and avoids conflict. Okay. This person, right? You know, it's like the dog. It's always right in your face, (laughs) right in your face, right? You're like calm down. You ever been to somebody's house and the dog has that ball and they drop it in your lap and it's all, it's, it's a ball and it's got saliva all over it. It's all gross. And that go constantly, constantly, every time you look up, he drops that ball, he drops that ball. And you're like, you know, first time you kind of throw it a couple of times and he keeps doing, it, keeps doing it, keeps doing it, keeps doing it. You're like, go away. Right. And he just, he's just so eager to please. And he just, it's just like, this person wears you out. They're always in your face. They're always like, Hey, you want a glass of water? Hey, you want some tea? Hey, you want some this? And you're like, stop, stop. Is that you? See, sometimes they're just wanting attention. They're just wanting to do whatever they can do. I remember at one time I I, I train, I train for the company that I'm with. And, and I was, when I get trained, I get assigned somebody, a person, somebody that, you know, takes care of things, tells me where to go and where the room is. And, you know, you know, maybe, you know, if I need anything and, but I had this one time, this person and and (laughs) they wore me out. It was like a three day event. And I'm like, go away okay i mean i think they wanted to pick up my fork and cut my meat and put it in my mouth it's like no no i don't want that this is a high maintenance relationship person just can't be around it okay so we've covered 15 different things okay we kind of went through them one at a time and you wonder why people have conflict, right? It's almost human nature. It's human nature. But guys, as, as you start working with people and as you start building relationships and as you start having have personal relationships, you know, the saying is you can oppress people from a distance, but you must get close. And that's called relationships to influence them. You have to get pl- close to people and influence. Remember, this podcast is all about going from what? Survival to success, to significance, to legacy. See, reason why there's a lot of conflict, there's a lot of hurting people out there. And remember this point, always remember this point, hurting people hurt people. Hurting people are hurt by people, okay? It's like a splinter in your finger. Those people, you can just touch them and they're hurting And that's why they have all these things that we just talked about, the 15 things that we just talked about. It's like, wow, wow. You know, there's a great, I read this great article, right? And it's called the four main bones in every organization. In every organization, whether it's a church, whether it's a business, you have people who are called a wishbone, wishing somebody else would do something about the problem. Then you have people who are called the jawbone people. They do all the talking, but little else. And then you have the knucklebone; Those are the ones who do nothing but knock everybody else around. And then you have the backbone. They carry the load, do most of the work, and they don't care who gets credit. Which one of those are you? The wishbone? The jawbone? The knucklebone? Are you the backbone? See, this is the glue that holds every leadership position in 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 intact is this relationship it's what i work on the most in everything that i do whether it's with my grandchildren whether it's with my wife okay it's like right like i said it's it's valentine's day right it's like this is relationship time building Okay, I got this great thing. I'm going to go through a list, okay, of uh, 15 questions here, okay? I want you to write down a why or, or an N, Y why for yes and in for no, okay? I want you to write these down. Then we will kind of give you a score at the end that you can look at, okay? Okay, so I want you to write it down. So get your notepads out. Give you a second here, and we're going to walk through every one of these step by step, okay? So number one. Okay, these are these this is going to determine if you're in a high maintenance relationship. So the question is, are you in a high maintenance relationship? This is going to help you decide. Okay, and that way we can know is like, are we in one of these? Why for yes and for no as we go through them, right? Number one, do you feel especially anxious or blood or your blood shoots up when a particular person has called and left a message for you to return a call or you see them on call ID Guys, you, you know that, you know, you look down, you see him on color ID and you're like, and your blood pressure just goes up. If that's the case, you're probably in a high maintenance relationship. Number two, have you recently been dealing with a relationship that drains you of enthusiasm and energy? Yes or no. Number three, do you sometimes dread having to see or talk to a particular person at maybe the family reunion, maybe it's at your business, maybe it's at you know a, a place that you guys like. You you're on some kind of league, softball league, bowling league, whatever. High maintenance relationship. Number four, do you have a relationship in which you give more than you get in return? Think about that. Do you have a relationship that you're constantly giving but not getting? They suck you dry. Yes or no on that one. Number five, do you find yourself second guessing your own performance as a result of an interaction with this person? See guys, if we're on number five, right? If you kind of like, oh man, a person, certain person comes to your mind every time you're nine minutes relationship gang. Do you become self-critical in the presence of that person? When you're around this person, you don't be, you, you become not a good person. You're rude to that person in front of other people. You're self-critical. Number seven, is your creativity blocked or is your clarity of mind hampered somewhat by the lingering discomfort of having to deal with this person? It's almost like, it's just, they make you, they make you a bad person. So critical, so critical when you're dealing with these kinds of people. Number eight, do you try to calm yourself after being with this particular person by eating more, biting your nails or gauging some other unhealthy habit? Oh, you can see this. And some of you guys are like, oh my goodness, Brad, I know exactly what you're saying, right? It's just like, oh my goodness. Number nine, this is huge. Oh, have I done this before? This is huge. Do you ever have an imaginary conversation with this person or mental arguments and once you defend yourself or try to explain your side of this conflict, you're like talking to yourself. If you're having this imaginary conversation at bed at night you're like, oh, I should have said that or oh the well, next time I see, you're having this conversation he's not even in the room or she's not even in the room. Oh, that's a huge, huge red flag and huge huge, okay, high-maintenance relationship that you're in. Okay, so we're on to number, to number, yeah, what is it? Number 10, right? Have you ever become more susceptible to cold stomach problems or muscle tension since having to deal with this difficult person? Ah, this is when it's getting serious, right? It's affecting your health. This could be in a personal relationship. This could be in a business relationship. This could be a family member. Number 11, do you feel resentful that this person seemed to treat other people better than she or he treats you? Ah, you're like, they treat everybody else great but me. Guys, this is really, really happens in a husband and wife relationship. There's something you have to guard so heavily. That can become a high-maintenance relationship. It's not good. That's a whole different training, right? Almost on marriage. Number 12. Do you find yourself wondering why this person singles you out for criticism but rarely acknowledges the things you do well? That go back to the person who's envious jealous of you. Okay. It's like, it's just like amazing. They're always criticizing, but never tell you to do great. By the way, this, this kind of goes into father-child relationship. So important. These high maintenance relationships, they crumble everything. Number 13, have you ever thought about quitting your business as a result of having to interact with this difficult person? You're ready to walk away from your business just because of this person. What's the saying? Nobody ever quits a company. They quit people. Are you that person that somebody would quit because of you? Number 14, have you noticed that you're more irritable or impatient with people you care about because of leftover frustration with this difficult person? You come home after you've been in your business and you're kicking the dog because of this person. You're short with your kids, with your wife, with your husband. It's in high relationship are you feeling discouraged that this person this is number 15 are you feeling discouraged that this person has continued continued to drain you of energy despite your efforts to improve the relationship? Team those are all very high high maintenance relationship. If you want to now, you can total the number of whys you circled. If you circled 10 or more whys about a certain person, you're certainly in a high-maintenance relationship. So the question is, what do I do, Brad? I circled 10. I circled all 15 on one person. Maybe it's a couple people in your life. What do I do? Well, as we said, the first step in leadership is relationship. And here's what I know, gang. If a person that you're around cannot develop relationships with you, don't work with them in leadership. Now, they could be a person that's not around you or whatever, not very, like I said, Jim Rohn said five minutes, 10 minutes. Okay, Whatever. But you can never get to leadership if you're around that person. Here's a great note to write down seek character, but beware of characters. <laughs> Don't work with them in leadership. Do not be around these kinds of people. You must separate from them. I want people who have character, not people who are characters, right? A lot of people can be great leaders under positive circumstances, but under losing circumstances, they don't have the fortitude to maintain relationships as long as everything's going great. But when it starts going bad, it's like all these things that we just talked about, these 15 things, boom, they show up. You must get out of those high-maintenance relationships, especially in leadership. Now, I know it will be a lot more difficult if you're talking about it. If you circle those things all about your husband or all about your, your mother, that's a challenge, isn't it? That's a challenge. That's probably some tough conversations that we need to have with people. I can't be around you if these exist. See guys, good results, good relationships, bad results, bad relationships. That's what people live by. I want somebody who can be in the good times and the bad times. That's who somebody, by the way, if you're dating someone right right now, this is stuff you're looking for. Can they handle the good times and the bad times? It's huge. Write this down in your note, guys. Commitment and sacrifice is the highest quality in a team player. Highest, highest quality in a team player. So here's what you can do right now. Get a piece of paper. Considering all, I want you to write down, consider all that you give to relationships versus all that you're getting from it. So write down all the stuff that you're getting from a relationship and all the stuff that you're giving to a relationship, okay? And I want you to ask your question, who's getting the better deal? This should be an equal partnership. Okay? And once you wrote all those down, this is what you can write down, these three options. Number one, am I getting a better deal? Then you need to change. Are you getting a better deal out of this relationship? Then you need to change. Number two, the other person is getting a better deal. Then you need to close that relationship. Number three, we're getting an equally good deal. Continue the relationship. So either either you're getting a better deal or they're getting a better deal, right? Either one needs to change. Something needs to change. And if it's you, you can change. If it's someone else and you've already went through, I'm sure you've went through because if there are these 15 things, you went through everything. There's 10 of them. That's hard to They're a character. Okay. They're not have, they don't have character. You know, it's like when you look at things, right? I call it, I call it the the law of the train. I'm sorry. The law of the chain. The strength of the team is impacted by its weakest link. Once you write down, or once you write down, hopefully you guys can do this, right? Write down 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10. So it'll be five times. That equals 50. Right? 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 equals 50. Now once you write down 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 5 equals 45. Okay. See, one person goes to five, reduces the effectiveness of the team by 10%. It reduces everyone from a 10 to a nine. See, when you have a three on your team, it reduces it by 10, 20%. Real teamwork is synergy. energy. One will put a thousand to flight, right? Two will put 10,000 to flight. That's biblical. Now do this for me, guys. Take 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10. That equals 100,000 if you do that. 10 times 10, 10 times 10. basically 10 to the fifth power, right? 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10, which is 100,000. Now do the same thing. 10 by 10 times 10 times 10 times 5 equals 50,000. So now when we really look at synergy, the first was multiplication. Now when we look at Sin Energy, one weak link, one five in your group, reduces the effectiveness of the team by 50%. 50%. When I saw this concept right here, this is a John Maxwell concept, by the way. It's huge. One weak link on your team reduces the effectiveness of the team by 50%. high-maintenance relationships. See, building a solid team. Working together increases the odds of winning together. As we said from the very beginning, relationships is the glue that holds the team together. So as you look at this, as we close out, go through this and listen to it again. Write down these 15 traits, right? Steamrollers, the gossiper, write them down. Then go through the 15 questions that I give you. Do, you know, really do a, a deep dive into your business relationships. And you can do this with your personal relationships too. A deep dive. And see, who is that weak link that's holding everything back? They're dropping your organization by 50% by being a part of the inner circle. Now, guys, sometimes that person could be around you because they're not affecting your inner circle, the leadership. They have very little influence. But if you're in your inner circle around you, you can't be around them. You just can't be. It's one of the biggest things I learned in leadership. Relationships. So powerful. Hope everyone has a fantastic day, fantastic Valentine's Day. If you're of course if you you won't be listening to that, hope you had a fantastic Valentine's Day, right? Hope you have fantastic we go through February. I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you could think of anyone who would like to listen to this or use this, please share on your social media or text them. We would greatly appreciate that. And a final thought, there's a proverb that says, if you continually give, you will continually have. It's a perfect formula for building a significant team and a significant life. Remember, your legacy is not about what you acquire, it's about what you leave behind. Let's go have a legacy mindset.